what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. He's a co-host of two podcasts the Down 5 podcast, as well as Dope Discussions with Erica, originally from the Pelican State of Louisiana, but making his home in the Peach State of Georgia. Please welcome Mr. George Livas, a.k.a. Gator, to the Talk to Q radio show. Gator, what it do, man? <laughs> man, what's going on? What's going on? You know, now the one thing I will say, I will do a brief introduction to myself for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me. Alligator Aloysius Beatum, at your service. How y'all doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Aloysius. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> and did I pronounce your last name right? Is it Livis? Is it Livis? What is it? It's Livis, yeah. It's Livis. Livis, now, okay. Trust me, whatever you say, whatever you say, I've been called worse. So, <laughs> Livis is, <laughs> is, is perfectly fine, man. Leviticus? It's definitely fine, man. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look. A lot worse than that. Some ungodly stuff. <laughs> oh man, so well it's like I'm not used to calling you George. I'm used to calling you Gator. So, you know, his mama named him George, I'm gonna call him Gator. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and, and and most people do. Most people call me Gator, you know. Um and it it's 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 stuck around, threw it out there a long time ago. It stuck and you know, I just go by it now. You know, besides it's a lot better than George. You know, I got so much flack when I was younger for being a George. <laughs> you know, I got teased <laughs> and picked on, and you know, I, I look when I was in, by the time I got out of elementary school, I barely made it out. I was like, look, look, Lord, you could name me anything but George, <laughs> you know. So I, you know, but I made it. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. And uh, all right, so let's start with the Down Five podcast. You and your co-host DJ mix it up every week with the good topics. Tell us what the show is about and how to get started doing that. Down 5 Podcast, we like to call it the most misogynistic podcast out there in the free world. However, we <laughs> do give some insight to the male experience because there's a lot of shows that are out there for women. There really are. There's a lot of shows that, that deal with, you know, the sensitivity of a woman and, the, and the, 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 the struggles of a woman and how they overcome. We just you know, call BS to all that and just throw the most misogyny we can at the whole scenario. And it's most of the time in good fun and jest. However, we do cover topics from as real and honest a male point of view as we possibly can. Uh, we actually have been doing this podcast for a year now. We started this out in uh, July of last year, uh, 2019. Uh, initially, this was DJ's podcast, the Sorry Not Sorry podcast. 
And when I came on to introduce him to my his, his fiance at the time, uh, wanted me to come on and show him the the reptiles that I had, my snakes, my snake collection, and he was just in awe of this. But we ended up, I ended up coming back without the snakes, and we had a good conversation, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So it became an every week thing. Then in December-ish of 2019, we said, you know what? We just need to say we're doing this podcast together now. And that's exactly what happened. So we rebranded it to uh, Down 5, and the rest is history, man. Okay. All right, well, let, me, let me back you up for a minute now. You say a snake collection. Now, just because your nickname is, is reptilian, I mean, you have to own them. <laughs> snake collection? Well, you know what? what, what <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have, um, I have uh, three uh, snakes right now. I have two rescue ball pythons. They're actually still, uh, all of my snakes are right around the two-year-old mark. Um, two morph ball pythons, and then I have a, um albino Burmese, well, sorry, I'll say Burmese, albino boa. Um, uh, named Gamora that tends to make sporadic appearances on our Down 5 show every once in a while. Wait a minute. Not just a pet snake, a pet snake collection. Right. Right. Did you refer to the snake as a rescue? Yeah, I had two rescues. Well, the story behind the two two ball pythons that I have is uh, I went in the store getting, you know, materials because I just bought the the big one, the albino Burmese. I keep saying Burmese because I've had an albino Burmese before, the albino boa. And, um, you know, there was a guy that was in the store, and he was yelling at the PetSmart employees, the Petco employees, I think, actually, and was saying, you know, hey, if you don't take these snakes, I'm going to, you know, throw them out there in the woods. So they took them, and I looked at them, and I knew, hey, those things are expensive. Now, the people at Petco didn't know this, so they was like, well, we're going to put a sticker on them for 120 and we can still got to get it cleared by our manager. And I was like, hey, no, you know what? Just let me get you, get you 60 a piece for those, and I'll, and I'll take them off your hands. I'll, I'll rescue them from you because they were going to still have to throw them out because they couldn't price them. So that's how I ended up getting them. They're worth, I, I looked at they're worth like three, $400 a piece, but I got them wow. for 60 a piece, so yeah. Wow. Well, let me let me say this to you, man, and this is to all the other pet owners out there as well. If it wasn't hanging off of a cliff or if you didn't pull it from a burning car, it ain't a risk. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's, it's funny because, I mean, if he would have put those things out in the woods, they would have died. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take care of those. So, you know. Oh, so. man. You can, you can have the snakes, bro. I don't fool with them. I don't like, with them you know all. what? Most people say that though. <laughs> Most people say that though. They're like, you know, you have reptiles, really, and like, like you just said, your name's Gator, and you got rep. Uh, oh, okay, right. you're taking it a little too far now. <laughs> right. But trust right. me, guys, they stay in they stay in their terrariums. You know, they're not gonna come out. So, you know, ladies, if you want to come visit, you don't got to be afraid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, so then there's the other podcast you do, The Dope Discussion with Erica, and that's why I first heard you. Um, so tell my listeners about that show and how you and Erica got started. 
So Dope Discussions is a is an awesome show, man, hosted by Erica Warren. I'm right there as a co-host jumping in. Um, that that show deals with a, a plethora of different topics, man, relationship topics. Um, we have a lot of ratchet topics, you know, a little bit of messy in there, you know, but we try to be as Christian as possible with this whole thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the opposite of the Dial 5 podcast. No misogyny on that particular podcast. But, you know, we still want to relate issues in the most real and genuine way as we possibly can. Erica is an amazing host on that show, um, and she comes, you know, with with the fire every weekend, man. And, of course, you know, you have me there who is uh, a little bit of a loose cannon sometimes. It depends on how much tequila I've had. But for the most part, <laughs> you know, it's usually uh, – it's usually tempered. Um, me and Erica, actually, Erica and I have never met in person, like ever. Um, the Even though we're from the same state, uh, she tuned in to an episode of Down 5 Podcast one day, and I checked in, you know, on the stuff she was doing. She had a, a show called uh, Code of Sisterhood, and she asked me, she was like, hey, you know, would you mind being the first male guest on the show? And I said, yeah, great. So we recorded an episode, and then she said, you know what? I got an idea. This was in December. She's like, I got an idea. And that episode became kind of the pilot episode for Dope Discussions with Erica. Uh, and it just kind of went from there, man. We, we've been having a, a great ride ever since. Uh, I love it. And I think it's cool the fact that you all have never met before. Like, you and DJ are in the same room when you do your podcast together. But you and Erica are two states away but it's almost like you all have known each other for forever. I mean, the chemistry is amazing. And I think that's part of the reason what makes the podcast so great, you know? And, uh, right. And I remember the first time right. I listened to her, her podcast, I was like, okay, I don't remember what the episode was about. I was like, all right, this is entertaining. I said, I kind of like the back and forth they have. And then I listened to the second episode and I was like, you know what? They really do be having dope discussions. <laughs> right. Right, man. And, and, and it's, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, people say that all the time. Y'all, y'all sound like y'all have been knowing each other forever. No, not really. You know, just since, uh, since December, really. But uh, we, 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 we just clicked. It's one of those things that, you know, we got on online and started talking about stuff and just clicked. And we were able to just, you know, almost like a brother and sister, just bouncing ideas off each other. Don't get me wrong. Just like a brother and sister, she will, you know, go tell mama on me. She will try to whip me if she can't. You know, and I will try to pull her hair if I must. But we are, you know, I think that's what makes it so good because we do have genuine discussions about things. No doubt. And, you know, me and you have participated on many Facebook Live shows together via the Pod Squad group on Facebook, and we've discussed a number of topics. And, you know, Facebook can be a very useful tool, but in the wrong hands, it's the devil. It allows people yes. to learn a whole lot about a person in a short period of time. One of the things a, I guess a Facebook lurker will do, you know, they're just stalking on somebody, they'll check your profile to see what your relationship status is. Some people have it. Some mm -hmm. people don't have a relationship status, you know. Some people never update theirs. Do you think it's important to have an up-to-date and accurate relationship status on your social media profile page? on the, you know, whether or not you're in a relationship. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. If I'm single, I don't care what my relationship status is, you know, but 
if I'm in a committed relationship with somebody, then, you know, I feel like it is important to at least, and when I say committed, I mean, you know, you have to make things Facebook official. You're not, you're not in a committed relationship anymore until you make it Facebook official. Like, you know, once you put a picture up with them or something like that, that's when it becomes Facebook official. feel like you need to go ahead and, you know, update your status. Now, if you're married, you definitely need to update your Facebook status, you know, um, because if you're filling out an employment application, you have to state whether or not you're single, married, divorced, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're doing that, you know, for something, you know, as, um, you know, as important as a job, these days, social media and chastity is just as important. So, hey, I think it is important for you to go ahead and update it if you're married. If you're single, not so much. You know, I mean, you don't have to put single because as a guy, and, and I think women probably deal with this more, sometimes putting those words up there, single, on your Facebook status is like a magnet for the pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're single, uh, you know, you might want to hide it. You know, whatever. But if you're in a committed relationship and you're married, definitely. Now, if you're just dating, uh, it don't matter. Just do what you want to do. You know, at one point, I changed mine when I was dating someone seriously back in the day, and things didn't work out. And then changing it back, man, is almost like walking around with a T-shirt saying I broke up with somebody, you know? So yeah, yeah. I said going forward, I will leave it alone. And then if I do if something serious happens, like maybe an engagement or marriage, then at that point I'll change it. But right now I'm just leaving it alone, man, because changing that back and forth will have people all in your business. That's very true. Now I will add a caveat to what I just said too. When I when I described what a committed relationship is, some folks be in a committed relationship after two weeks. I'm not talking about them folks. <laughs> you know, so so at this point, we got to reevaluate what a quote-unquote committed relationship is. What I mean is if you're dating someone for more than a year or, you know, maybe even more than, than two years, you know. Now, if you just met them, to um, my sisters out there, if you just met this guy, you know, two weeks ago and you telling your homegirl, I think he the one girl, let me change my status. Don't do it, sis. Mm. Don't do it. I feel you on <laughs> Don't that. do it. <laughs> give it give it a little bit of time. Give him a chance to mess up. God Lee. He ain't even had a chance to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And you know, you have to wait until you build that trust and, and building trust in a relationship is very hard for some because too many of us have been burned in the past and you know, we won't allow our hearts to get stepped on again. And that's a problem if you ever want to play if you ever want someone to play a consistent, you know, role in your life. So I, I guess right. the, the tough question is how can you build trust in a relationship? Well, the first thing you gotta do is be honest. I mean, you if you're lying about everything, even the most most trivial thing, all it is is a sign that, you know, you don't trust this person to to be with you or stay with you regardless of whether or not you're telling the truth or not. The other thing, man, you got to do what you say you're going to do. You know, the, the old codec of my word is bond. That means a lot, you know, especially when you're dealing with um, a, a fairly new relationship. You know, if I'm um, telling a young lady, hey, I'm going to be by your place at 7 o'clock and, 
you know, here it comes like 8.30-ish, and I'm just now – you know, mm. you know, sashaying up the up the parking lot. Hey, girl, I had this issue. I had this issue. I had this issue. All they hear is excuses, and excuses breed distrust. So, you know, you want to make sure that you live up to your word. And again, like I said, just be honest. If you're doing both of those, then trust isn't that hard to build. You know, I mean, it's almost what, what do they call it, like a trust fall. You know, when yeah. you, you stand there, you just fall back or whatever. Anytime someone makes an arrangement with you, a date with you, or anything like that, they're in that trust fall position, and they're expecting you to be there, you know, when you say you're going to be there. You know, if they, um, if you say that you're going to do something, I'm going to come by and fix your toilet and do all this kind of stuff, then they expect you to come do it. And if you don't do it, then you just let them down on that trust fall. So, just being honest, living up to your word, being a person of your word, those are the most important things to build and trust in any relationship. That's real right there. And not only did you let them down, they still got to leak the toilet. You got to keep the word on Right, exactly. You're coming over to fix the toilet, fix the toilet. <laughs> exactly. Leaky toilet stink, man. Like, like uh, <laughs> you got to make sure you get that taken care of right away. <laughs> you know, you ain't got now. She got to call Rotorooter. Now it cost her all kind of money. So you all just kind of money. And I don't right. I don't feel like going over here and fixing this toilet. So you know, not knowing the stress that that caused her. Now her panties wet when she sat down. Now she got all kind of other mm. stuff going on and not wet in a good way. And that's the problem, fellas. <laughs> when you do <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that, <laughs> they don't get wet in the right way. So let's oh, prevent man. the bad wind. No wop. Let's go for no the bad wop. No wop. No wop. That's the bad wop. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. <laughs> you know, let's go for wop. Let's not go for mop. Because when you got the leaky toilet, you got to mop it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, That's all man. I'm saying. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, building trust, it, it seems like it should be simple enough, but I mean, you know, now some people just feel like humans weren't meant to be monogamous, that we should have multiple partners to satisfy our every needs because one person will always lack something that you want. I mean, do you think that would ever fly in the United States, a, a polyamorous relationship where people can have two spouses and all that other stuff? I know polygamy is big, especially in the Mormon community. They're, 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 they're into that. I mean, here's the thing with being polyamorous. Um, but polygamous relationships, which is like basically the marriages, um, most Mormons, they don't sleep with their wives at the same time. They're just like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I got this wife over here, and we might do the do, and then I got this wife over here, and we might do things. Being polyamorous, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of guys do that now. <laughs> to be honest, and a lot of women, <laughs> they just, the, other, the, the other partner just doesn't know about it, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> Poly sneakering to be comp- right, right. <laughs> poly sneakering, <laughs> you know, all this strategery they got going on trying to be polyamorous, then got them caught up. Um, to be completely honest, I don't know if it will catch on here in the United States, and the reason why I say that is because somewhere along the line we caught us some good old fashioned Christian morals, where we just feel like 
we have to be, even though the science says that this is not how it was in the majority of human history, we feel like we have to settle down with one person. We got to do right by this one person, and we got to, you know, live to the, say, the, the standard Christian ethics and beliefs. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I fully support it. But what I'm saying is that I don't, because of that, I don't think that an alternative lifestyle, like, you know, having a polyamorous lifestyle is going to catch on here. Because I think, number one, we'll catch hell from all the women. Because they would be like, you see this dude, he trying to be all polymer, poly, polymer, I don't know what he said. He trying to be with other women. You know, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> you know, so, and if a guy, he can't do that because it, God forbid a man sit there and think of another man being with his woman, he will go through the roof. He can't have it. It is not acceptable. It's not, and, and to be honest, because of the ratio of men to women, it's more likely that that would be the scenario, you know, because there's a lot of, you know, there's not as many good stock as far as guys go. So, you know, the women were fighting over the, the good stock there. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I think it'd be bad on both sides. I don't think either side would be accepting of it, to be honest. All right. So let's take the legalities out of it and, and not marriage, but an open relationship. Instead of living together as one big happy family, each person just does their own thing with whoever they want to and report to no one. I mean, wouldn't that work? Isn't that the best way to avoid entanglements? So women get mad when you post a heart on another woman's pic. So just imagine how <laughs> mad they'll get if you get over to the house late because you was dealing with the with the other girlfriend's uh, kids or you was dealing with the other girlfriend's stuff. They'll have a conniption fit. Ain't no way. <laughs> they not going to go for it. Um, I think in, in the perfect world, in a world that would be accepting of alternate lifestyles like that, um, I think that it could work. It really could. I think that, you know, and, and the Mormon community has showed us that it is possible to, to, you know, that you can, you know, you can perform this. But we too jealous. We too, you know, I mean, what's mine is mine. And I dare somebody else to touch with mine. So I, I just don't, I just don't see it working. Like I said, the, I, number one, the, the violence rate would go up. The murder rate would go up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I, I, I just, I just, especially in, I, I, I put a lot on women, especially on the Down Five podcast. I always point that finger at women. I tell you this, with this one, it's all the men, because a man wouldn't be able to take it. Now, if it was all women just being in those relationships, then you know, with just one guy and two women, it'd be fine. But it could not work the other way around. <laughs> just couldn't. All right. Yeah, I can't see it working either. And yeah. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just can't. But a couple more questions, man. Yeah. We get ready to wrap things up. You know, we still on this relationship tip. tip. You know, I, I've been in a, a relationship before where I had to leave. You know, I didn't want to leave, but I had to. I liked everything about this person except for how she treated me, You know, which is the most important part. Mm, right, well, yeah, so, that's usually the most important part, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to be treated nicely. And, but it's like, how do you know if a relationship can be saved or if it's even worth being saved? Um, it takes a lot of self-reflection. It really does because 
you know, some people, and, and I got, I, I'm not going to lie, I've had this happen in my past before. Um, Erica <laughs> said to me uh, recently, actually, the problem in a lot of your past relationships is that you take the, the vein of trying to save people. And I never thought of it that way. And I'm not talking about your captain save them, you know, with the cake flying in to save the day. But right. it's always like, you know, they're going through something. I'm just going to chill out. I'm going to be there for them regardless. I'm going to da-da-da-da-da. Sometimes people treating you like trash, it's not because they're going through something. It's just because they view you as trash. And the only way to discern these things is if you look inward and say, hey, do I have enough self-love for myself to discern whether or not this is something that is worth fighting for? You know, also look for a pattern. If this is always how they treated you, then guess what? It ain't about to change, you know. And thirdly, sometimes people send that representative out at first, you know, so that's why it's, it's, it's good to kind of, you know, take your time and pace yourself a little bit. It could be completely, you know, that fairy tale romance for that first three months. And then after that three months, all of a sudden, you know, they start, that, that mask comes off and they start revealing their real selves. And by this time, you're, you're already in love and, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you're more likely to hold on to them. So, you know, pace yourself and take your time doing it. But, yeah, if you're trying to figure out if it's worth being there, ask yourself this question. You know, if this person wasn't here, you know, would I, would I feel better? Like, if I didn't have the interactions with this person that I have daily, would, I, would it be better for me? Would I smile more? And and nine times out of ten, that'll give you your answer right there. Okay. Yeah, I like what the advice she gave you. Don't save her. And uh, that's what Project Pat tried to tell folks, man. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Yeah. Folks should have listened to Project she Pat. Really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, uh, I listened, but I I missed I missed a couple of courses in in the Project Pat College of uh, of <laughs> no saving. So yeah. Oh, I feel man. Yeah, that's, but that's about you know twenty years ago, right there. Brought, right, but you know what? Each failure brought on wisdom. I'll say that. I heard that. And man, so let's wrap it up with this. You know, when you can't save the relationship and you finally decide to go your separate ways, sometimes the other person can't let it go. You know, they're still trying to contact you and find reasons to see you, but you just want to move on with your life. So how do you get over an ex who still tries to contact you and keep you on a string? Um, change that number, man. You know, sometimes you have to block that person on Facebook. You know, sometimes you have to ghost people. Shout out to uh, the Queen and the Royal T podcast on that one, um, Royal T TV, because um, they had an episode about that recently uh, where. You know, is is it is it right to ghost someone? Sometimes you have to. And one of the things I chimed in was that, you know what, people are nuts these days. Sometimes when you're done, they feel like they're not done. This this relationship isn't done until I say it's done. So if they're not letting go, sometimes you got to make them let go by any means necessary. If that means you got to disappear on them, 
means you got to change your number. They got to, you know, look, I got to block you and everybody that know you off my Facebook. Sometimes you have to do those things to get away, you know, because the last thing you need is somebody sitting there, you know, peeping in your window, somebody sitting outside your job waiting on you to walk outside the building just to keep, you know, tabs on you. And if it sounds like I know these things from experience, it's because I do. (laughs) So, yeah, sometimes you just have to do those things, fortunately. Well, thankfully, I've never had that problem. (laughs) Man, trust me, uh, it is not a good problem to have. (laughs) I know it isn't, man. And you have some people who they just flat out, like you said, keep calling and texting, and you're not you're not serious about a breakup until you do block that number or delete that text thread. You know that's when you're serious about it. And then you have some folks who they won't stalk you, but they keep tabs on you. Every blue moon you hear from them, hey, how you doing? You know how your how your kids and things of that nature because they're trying to kind of keep the, stay in your conscience a little bit. And so people have different methods of doing how they do things, but. If you're going to cut bait, you got to cut it all the way, cut the line and everything. Right, right, right. Now, I've had people that I've dated before that we realized, hey, this probably wasn't, we shouldn't have dated. We were good as friends, but this whole dating thing wasn't going to work. You know, and I'll talk to them like every blue moon, not like the keeping tabs thing. Like I might go two, three, four years and then like, oh, I saw you on Facebook. Everything going good? Yeah, it's going good. All right, good. It's when they start sending those texts, those, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about you the other night. <laughs> yeah, um, you remember? Yeah, that was that was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah, when they try to do these throwbacks and flashback right, right. conversations. No, we don't need no throwback conversations. No, it's, it's, it's all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we, we can do without those. And, and, and guys love to do that. Again, you know, most misogynistic podcast in the free world. I have to say <laughs> that this is another one I got to put on the guys that, you know, we have a tendency to, you know what? Hold up. I'm reversing course in mid statement. Some of y'all women do this too. Let me tell y'all about y'all. <laughs> no, I'm just not. no, I'm not. Some of y'all women do this too, where y'all just kind of, especially if you see a guy start posting other girls on his page, that y'all send that random, just checking on you. You look happy. Just want to say that you you know you don't care if I look happy or not. You just try to make sure you keep your face out there. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you don't want to fight me. But it's, it's it's you know I'm just I'm just being real. That's all. I hear you, man. That's the only way to do it, man. I oh, appreciate yeah. you taking the time to join this shoot on one podcast edition of the Talk to You Radio Show. It was long overdue, man. I love being here. We have to do this again soon, and maybe get your boy DJ in on it as well, and then maybe do a show with you yeah, and Eric. Man. Man. We have to try to get that down. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the last people on the other pod squad to jump on here, man. It was for me to jump on, though. Uh, man, I appreciate because, you know, I respect the hell out of you. I always, you know, admire you, look up to what you're doing, man. So it's great to be here, and I appreciate you inviting us over, man. And I say us. I'm talking about me and the rest of the community that's going to be listening to it. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. 
So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.